Welcome to the Author Alchemist Podcast. I'm here to make your writing magic happen. I'm going to teach you how to use your superpowers to ignite, inspire, and encourage your creativity so that you can turn lead into gold. Join me, Kimba York, as I delve into the many mysteries of inspiration, motivation, and imagination. And now here we are at the 21st episode of the Author Alchemist podcast. As always, I welcome you back and thank you for joining me. I was recording some podfic earlier this morning. It's not a type of fandom activity I usually engage in. As you all know very well, I usually write fan fiction. But I wanted to get some practice in on talking for long periods of time, so I think I did my throat in. If I'm a little scratchy on this episode, please forgive me for that. Anyway, moving into fandom, one of the things that came up recently was a cartoon meme. You may have seen it around. I'll include it in the links for this show. It is two panels. The first one is the author's perspective and has a little stick figure looking at two cakes, one very gloriously decorated cake and one sort of floppy, not so pretty cake. And it says, oh no, my cake doesn't compare to the other one. The second panel is labeled audience and it has a similar stick figure looking at these two wildly different cakes and going, holy shit, two cakes. And it made me realize that as people talked about it and reacted to it on my multiple feeds on Tumblr and on Twitter, how much that resonates with us as writers, that we think what we're doing isn't good enough, that we're not talented enough, people won't like what we want to write. And so we hamper ourselves, pull ourselves back from doing the thing. Who's going to want to read what I write? So why should I write? It's a vicious circle. And I'm here to tell you that, holy shit, there are two cakes is exactly what the audience is going to think when they see that you've also written something that they love. There's actually a not, I'm not going to say jargon, it's not a technical term, but there is a term and it's called the creative gap. It was, I think, best described by Ira Glass in a speech that he gave once. And I will also include links to a article about that. He talks about how when we start on a creative endeavor, a lot of times our tastes are much more sophisticated than our skills. Translated, that means you know good writing when you read it, and you know that your writing isn't as good as you want it to be. So when we branch out into writing things we haven't written before, whether it's a longer story or a different type of story, a genre not used to writing in, or original fiction versus fan fiction, or even just fan fiction in a fandom you haven't written before, we tend to get overwhelmed by the idea that what we're doing isn't good enough. 
We read other fanfics that are wonderful. We read uh, best-selling books that are amazing and blow our minds. And we think, I, I can't do that. And the honest truth may be that you can't do that yet. Because the only way to get to the point where your abilities and your skills match the vision you have, match the level of taste that you have in the work that you consume is, and you guessed it, you knew I was going here, practice, practice, practice. I uh, know, not, not what we want to hear, but that is how you do it. I mean, it takes time to learn a skill. The not-so-old saw that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. Is, that's been argued, discredited, but I don't think anybody's coming up to the plate to say that it takes thousands of hours to develop mastery in anything, whether it's a sport or an art. And writing falls in. <laughs> I think writing kind of falls into both, if you ask me. But you have to practice the skills to become better at them. It's just that simple. This whole topic gets clouded by the issue of talent. Talent is a real thing, I believe. There are some who say talent doesn't exist. I, I think it does. But I also think it comes in a lot of different flavors. You could have people who are innately talented to write genre fiction. And that may not be because of some genetic gift, but because of how they consume the material that they read and look at and process years of imbibing the rules and structures of the particular niche that they are in. I'm not here to define what talent is. It's simply to say that talent without skill is useless and skill without talent is still amazing. Mostly because I don't think it's possible to not have talent. <laughs> I mean, you can maybe be not as objectively good as some other authors out there. But in the end, there is always going to be somebody better at what you want to do than what you're doing. The only way to overcome that as a limitation and as a barrier is to simply keep practicing doing the thing over and over again. Maybe your work isn't good enough. Maybe it is. You can't claim to be objective about what you produce. But it takes a while to get to the point where it reflects what you set out to do. Back to the cartoon, you may be looking at the other cake on the table and thinking, Wow, that cake decorator just really built a castle out of a cake. And here I am barely able to pipe some happy birthday words on the top of my sheet cake that I pulled out of my home oven in a old battered pan. And sure, that is fair if you're a cake judge in a cake judging contest to draw those distinctions. But the point is, you're not going to get where you want to be if you don't move through the process of being where you are and practicing and writing over and over and over again the scenes and the scenarios and the characters you want to write about until you master 
uh, another fleeting term, I think, but until you master the skills to create what you want to read. And of course, that's my plug on the whole thing is we're creating things that we love, that we want to read, the stories that appeal to us, the characterizations and the plots. For me as well, I'm sure for a lot of listeners, that is genre fiction of some flavor, whether it's romance or science fiction, fantasy, any combination thereof. And there's a lot to learn going into those genres. You can play with the rules, you can break the rules, but you still have to keep practicing. Which means you have to accept that your work might suck. I hate to say it, I don't want to tell you that your work sucks when you're already your worst uh, editor, your harshest judge. I know I am of my own work, certainly. But part of the acceptance of this idea that your work sucks is a level of freedom. Because if you just accept it's not going to be everything that you want it to be, right now, then you will keep going and you will eventually get to the point of creating something that more closely resembles what you're trying to put out. I may have to do a separate podcast on the idea of the hundredth monkey. It's something that apparently a lot of other people know about. I hadn't heard it until recently, but it's the idea of a tipping point in a skill set where you've worked hard enough at it. And I know I'm getting this wrong. I'm sure I'm going to get emails from people who are more familiar with this idea. And I'm kind of riffing on it anyway. But the whole point, but what I'm leaning into here is the idea of the tipping point of putting in the time and the investment of knowing that it's okay to suck right now, but you just keep going until you get to the point where your skill set is expanded enough that the work you're putting out resembles what lives inside your head. So yeah, what you need to do about it when you think your work sucks is not, not stop writing. That is absolutely the worst solution you could possibly have in hand. Don't, don't do that. Keep writing. Keep writing. I don't care if it's journaling, fan fiction, short stories, poetry. Just keep writing. Keep doing it over and over and over again. Write badly. Write awkwardly. Write with disappointment in your veins. And it's going to be there. It is with me even now. Still, it will always be my shadow, as it will be for you, I'm sure. But there will be times when you look up and you're like, oh, yeah, that that nailed it. That scene really grabbed what I was going for with these characters. I did it. I did it. I can't believe I did that. Can I do it again? Because there's no other way to close that gap, that taste gap, the creative gap, whatever you want to call it, other than to keep writing and to keep going. And I know you can. I know you can do it. Many of us have done it, are doing it every day. You have the ability to push through these doubts and these insecurities, get that cake on the table, and then go make another one. That's what it's all about, my friends. 
So I'm going to actually quote Ira Glass uh, to close out this podcast. This is from uh, that lecture I was talking about earlier that he did. It's only by going through a volume of work that you are actually going to catch up and close that gap. And the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions. It takes a while. It's going to take you a while. It's normal to take a while. And you just have to fight your way through that, okay? Okay? That's it. That's the message. Now go write something for me, huh? I want to read what you have to write. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Author Alchemist. You do not hear my dog breathing in the background because she's sprawled out in the living room on the cold tile because it's still hot as balls out here. Anyway, if you haven't yet, visit my website, sign up for the Bulletproof Writer email course, uh, 14 modules to help you get your writing mojo going, all very free. Just give me your email address and I'll be popping those off to you. If you're on iTunes, please rate the show, help get the word out. I appreciate it. In the meantime, have a great productive week full of inspiration, motivation, and creativity. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim Boo York, and I hope this episode has helped to clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration and given you the power to write the stories you want to read. For more podcasts and other tools, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com or email me at kimbu at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, it's time for us to get some writing done. Talk to y'all soon.